heartbeat of any firehouse across the city of New York is the kitchen table. It's where we break bread, break balls, and break everything in between. They say all the world's problems can be solved at a firehouse kitchen table. I don't know how true that is, but what I do know, it's what I miss the most. Good morning, Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, February 11th. You guys ready for Super Bowl Sunday? Who you got? Who you got, the 49ers or the Chiefs? Let's go. I'm a Giant fan, so I'm being tortured half my life. I'm going with the 49ers today because a good friend of mine is a 49er fan. Always been a 49er fan. Wish him luck. He deserves it. He's a good dude. Going through a lot. That's for you, Matt. Let's go 49ers. But honestly, all bullshit aside, I don't care. I don't care who wins. I just want to see a good game. Uh, today, 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 usually I start out with reaching out. If you need help, mental health, reaching out, all that shit. If you've been watching the episodes, this is number 10. I've been doing this 10 times. I got on this microphone and spewed some shit to you guys. Got some stuff off my chest. Embarrassing stuff, heavy stuff, fun stuff, lots more to come. Let's do it. Let's build this community. Let's have fun together. Let's get some stories going. Share your stories. I'm supposed to be saying like and subscribe and hit the fucking bell and all that shit. Whatever. This is, it's raw. It's unedited, uncut. I'm figuring it all out. Hopefully you guys get it. If not, we'll figure it out. I don't know, man. I just don't know. I'm in one of those moods today. I got an episode called the Swift Kick in the Ass, and that's kind of what I need today. Uh, today, I got my Cranky Pants on. Cranky Pants Kenny. That's what somebody used to call me, Cranky Pants. My wife calls me Cranky Pants sometimes, and that's what I got. That's how I'm feeling today, fucking Cranky Pants. I, I tell everybody to reach out, so today I'm reaching out. I'm reaching out to you guys. Got my Cranky Pants on. Not really for any fucking good reason. I just do. Woke up angry. Had a great weekend. Still having a great weekend. Celebrated my daughter's birthday. Had everybody over on Friday night. You know, my daughter and her boyfriend, it was great to see them for her birthday. My son and his girlfriend, it was great to see them. My, oh, my son still lives here, so I see him all the time. But they had fun. My in-laws were here. My wife, just great, great time. Had some great food, cooked a couple great meals Friday and Saturday. Didn't overindulge in anything. Had a couple of cocktails, but it wasn't much. I had like, I had two on Friday and two on Saturday. It wasn't even wasn't even anything. I didn't overindulge. But the problem is I get off my routine on the weekends when things like this happen. I don't get up at five. I get up a little later because I don't want to bother anybody. I'm off my time schedule. I'm off my disciplines a little bit. I don't get to the gym on the time I want to. And, you know, I don't get to do my routines. It just, it just, it's nonsense. It's nonsense because I get right back on my routines on Monday. I get right back to my disciplines on Monday. I get right back to, to getting up early and going to the gym and, and having my protein shake and just my routine, my creature of habit. That's what I am, creature of habit. But 
I'm off this weekend, just a little bit. I still ate pretty healthy. I still went to the gym both days. I didn't overindulge in alcohol. Had a great time, laughed a lot, had fun, hung out with my in-laws, they were great. It was, it, saw my children, hung out with my wife. It was a beautiful, beautiful weekend. And today's Super Bowl Sunday. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have some wings later and enjoy the game. I'm having a great time. There's nothing to be cranky about. But I am, that's what happens with me. When I'm off my schedule just a little bit, just like Friday night, I didn't sleep that well. Last night I slept great. I slept a little in this morning, but that's what happens with me. I don't know. Maybe maybe it res maybe it happens with you guys too. If you if this is the tenth episode, we're ten episodes in. If you're getting the message, if you decided to make a change, if you if you decided to step up, if you decided to reach out and get healthy in your mind and in your body, you're off the couch. You're in your gym, you're establishing your routine, you're establishing your good habits, you're establishing your proper nutrition, and hopefully you're getting a healthy mind and getting in, getting in shape and all that stuff. And when you get off it, you'll see after a couple of weeks, after a couple of months, and you get off your schedule, you start getting fucking pissed off because you missed it. But I wasn't even really off my schedule. I still, just by times, I still went to the gym, I still ate. But just, just that little stuff, I didn't get to read what I wanted to read, I didn't get... But it's nonsense. It just bothers me. It starts creeping in. The, the, the doubt, the demons start creeping in. That's all it takes for me to be fucking cranky. Penny cranky pants. Got my cranky pants on. Is the doubt creeping in. And it sucks. So out here spewing shit to you guys and talking to you guys hopefully makes me feel better. I know it will. I could, I'm starving too because I just got back from the gym. And like I said, I always get inspired in the gym. Getting that workout, working out on the, the adrenaline's flowing, the, the dopamine's flowing, the fucking testosterone, all that shit. Get a good workout, good sweat, get my heart rate up, get in the right mindset and be aggressive in there and, and be serious. Listen to my music, but I needed to get here to, to, to finish it off and talk to you guys because that's what I need today. I was probably listening to me downstairs the whole time, whatever. <laughs> She's going to go, ah, oh, you're repeating yourself. Oh, you do this. You, you got to watch what you say. Yeah, well, I'm saying what I want. Like I said, uncut, unedited, spewing shit. Penny Cranky Pants. There was a guy in the firehouse. And my, in the firehouse, it was all over the place. My moods were all over the place sometimes. And he used to go, in the middle of it, he used to call it the highs and lows of Kenny Delaney. And it was true. We could be having a great night. And then all of a sudden, we start running our balls off after midnight. And I'd come down and be like, yeah, let's go, let's do it. And then guys would be like, dude, shut the fuck up, man. You're crazy. You're out of your mind. And then 20 minutes later, I'll be miserable, cursing at him, sad, angry, pissed off. And then half an hour after that, I'd be happy again. It was crazy. Maybe I'm, I'm just undiagnosed bipolar. I don't know. Can bipolar be like that, that quick? Every half an hour, your mood changes up and down. And they'd laugh. They'd laugh at me. They would just constantly laugh at me. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. The fucking microphone fell over. So that's, see, instant karma. Instant karma. I'm having a shitty mindset. And instant karma, the goddamn microphone falls over. What did I tell you about? That's how the universe works. I'm, I'm in a bad, negative mindset, feeling cranky <laughs> for no really good reason. And the goddamn microphone falls over. Uh, on a podcast, on a video podcast, you guys are probably like, what is this asshole doing? What an amateur. 
It, but look at me, that for me, it always seemed to work that way. It seems to work that way. You're in a positive mindset, you're doing positive things, positive things happen to you. I'm in a negative cranky mindset, I'm, I'm annoyed, and the fucking microphone falls over. Uh, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Uh, but you know what? I was driving back from the gym just now, and I drive a Jeep, Jeep Wrangler. And when you, when you buy a Jeep Wrangler, they get you into this Jeep wave thing. And this has been going on for forever. Anybody who has a Jeep, you see somebody else with a Jeep and you, and you kind of wave to them. I do this. That's what I do. And at first I was like, this is so stupid. This is stupid. I'm waving at other Jeeps. Oh my God, this is another Jeep. I got to wave. I got to wave. See if they wave back at me. But now when I do, <laughs> I thought I used to think it was so stupid. Now when I do it, if, if I'm in a cranky mood and somebody doesn't wave back to me, I'm like, douchebag, jerk off. He didn't fucking wave to me. Ooh. Maybe, maybe they're in a bad mood. You never know what somebody else is going through. You never know if they saw you. You never know what they got on their mind and what's going on in their life. Maybe they're having a, a tough time at it today. Who knows? Maybe they had a shitty weekend. You never know what somebody's going through. So you always got to treat people with respect. Treat people kind. Be good to everybody because you never know what another person has going on in their mind or their heart. Maybe they're just having a shitty day or just a lot of things have gone wrong for them, or they're just in that negative mindset, and negative things keep ap happening to them. So just go out there and be a good person, try and pe treat people right, or like what happens to me, the universe works right away, instant karma, and something stupid or bad will happen, like this microphone falling over right in front of you guys. I'm so embarrassed, what are you gonna do? <laughs> That's life. Uncut, unedited. I'm not taking that out. That's staying in there. Just to give, hopefully give you guys a laugh. I laughed. I don't know. What can we talk about today? Real quick. I mean, this, is, this one's only 10 minutes so far. I don't know. Let's get into... How about we get into my first fire? How about that? Tell you a little fire story real quick. So my first firehouse, Engine 220 in Brooklyn, I was a probie, got assigned there out of probie school. Great place, great guys. The, the house was immaculate. It was like a, it was like a fucking castle. It was just, it was maintained really well. The guys took care of it. It was two separate houses, the engine and the truck. The engine had a three-story house because that was the original house. And then at some point, I don't remember the exact year, don't fucking sue me, but they put a truck in there and the truck is a two-story building. And the houses were separated. There was a wall down the middle. And they had two separate house watches. Up until like five or seven years before I got there. Two separate house watches. Two separate fire houses. Two separate companies. Until they broke through the wall in a couple spots and connected them. Made it one house watch, one kitchen. And connected the guys. For years, these guys fucking couldn't stand each other, I guess. I don't know. But when I got there, it was one house, but two different buildings, a three-story engine side, old school firehouse, the old school wood lockers on the third floor, really, really nice. Truck side was more modern, fit the truck in there, but it was, it was wild. There's a lot of firehouses in the city that are like that, were like that. For a long time, they were two separate houses, because most of the time, Early on in the job, it was, there was way more engines than there are trucks. There are more engines now than there are trucks. But back then, when the fire department first 
started, it was way more, it was more engines. It was just putting water on fire. And then they started incorporating trucks and the ladders and all the tools and all that shit as, as the, the world evolved, as the fire department evolved, as firefighting evolved, as they got more guys, more people in the city, you know, look up the history. Now, this, this isn't a history lesson today. This is just my first fire. So I'm assigned to 220 engine. Not that busy of a place for really any runs. Like we, we didn't do a lot of running. And for a probie with a lot of energy like me, it was, it was, it was tough. I mean, you could only clean the tools so many times. You, that, that rig was immaculate. It was unbelievable. I was in the books. I was staying up. Like it was really, really tough. To all you want to do is go to work, do your job, and a lot of times you're not even turning the wheel. Anyway, after a couple months in the firehouse, you start getting sent out on details. If you have an extra guy or two in the firehouse, if you're heavy a guy, they send a guy out to a firehouse for the tour that needs a, a guy that might be low on guys. We call it a detail. We send a guy out on a detail. So you get to work and you go, oh, I'm the extra guy. Ah, we're going to send you to another engine for the depth. Okay, for the tour. You pack up your shit, you get in your car, and you drive to the other firehouse. This day, I was the extra guy. Junior guy, the probie. Um, didn't really, it was like my first or second detail. I wasn't really going, didn't really still know the job. I'm still nervous. I'm still doing all the probie shit. Like, like I said, I'm only there a couple of months. So I get sent out to 247 engine, single engine in Brooklyn. Mm, forgot exactly where it was. But anyway, you guys can look, look that up. 247 engine from 220 engine for the day, day tour, a day tour. Roll up to the firehouse, knock on the door, got a cake, got my bunker gear. And they're like, all right, come on in. You know, they show me the rig. I look around the rig myself. As a good probie should, you should, anytime you get sent on a detail, you should go over that rig. One of the guys will show you the rig, where you're sitting, give you your radio, what position you have. Even as a senior guy, go over that rig. Look through the compartments, find out where everything is because they might put things differently on their rig as you would on yours if you're getting used to your engine. Go around the rig, check the hoses, check everything. This way, when the run comes in, you know where you're, put your shit, put your bunker gear, where you, you can find it easily and get dressed and all that stuff. And I'll go over like routines one day, daily life in the firehouse and how your routine should, should be, how my routine was. And you'll find out, you'll find your own routine, whatever you do. If you're a cop, fireman, paramedic, put your gear on the same way, whatever. That's for a different show when I feel like talking about it. So I go over to rig, put my bunker gear, you know, where I can get to it easily and get my stuff on because the last thing you want is a company to have to wait on you, especially a probie. You want to be the first one dressed, first one with your bunker gear on, first one on the rig or waiting for them guys. You don't want them waiting for you ever. And take that mindset into your entire career. Always get dressed fast. Be the first one dressed. There might be somebody dressed for faster than you, but have that mindset of always trying to get ready first and not anybody waiting on you. So I was in that mindset. I was my whole career. Got my shit squared away. Those guys go and do what they got to do. They clean the house. I'm hanging around. I'm checking out the house, looking over stuff. Because every firehouse, 
is the same, but it's different. There's a lot of different things, different plaques, different guys. They say every firehouse is the same circus, different clowns. But you want to check out firehouses if you're into it. You want to walk around. You want to get the lay of the land. We go out, we get the meal, we come back. After the meal, we eat lunch. And they don't, a detail, if you get sent on a detail to another firehouse, the guys in that firehouse don't want you doing anything. They don't want you cooking. They don't want you cleaning. They don't want you doing anything. They want you to get on the rig, get your shit on, get on the rig and know your job and be there to know your position. That's what they want. You don't have to do really anything else unless it's some crazy event that they have and there's nobody from that firehouse. And then you work it out with all the other guys. If that firehouse is all details. I was the only detail at that point for that day. After lunch, the tones go off. Call for fire, right? And I haven't really caught any work yet. You know, we went to a couple fires, but we didn't go into the fire. We got there. The fire was out before we got there. It wasn't anything big. On a detail, I don't know anybody. I'm three months on the job. I get a call for fire. <laughs> I didn't... I was like, oh, holy shit. I put my shit on. I got my shit. I'm all ready to go. I'm squared away. I get on the rig. And we go to the fire. We're hearing it. Yeah, it looks like we got a job. We can smell the smoke. Give the 1075. 1075 is, a, is the 10 code for a working structural fire. And I'll get into a story about that one day, too. 1075, the box. Now I have the door position. There's a nozzle backup door control. 10A, I have the door. So we pull up. First do, engine pull up it's in the basement of a brownstone type private house the basement really if you look at it for a civilian is the first floor you just walk down like three steps and walk in see the smoke coming out and i'm like holy shit the nozzle man backup man stretch their line i get in my position stretch Feeding them hose lines. It was like a two-room fire. It, wasn't a it was two cents worth of fire. It wasn't a ton, but it was a lot of smoke. They get in there. bright. You know, it's daylight out, so you can see everything. I get to the door, and I'm you know, feeding, feeding hose line into these guys. They, guys. they charge the line. Psh, open the line. They put the fire out in fucking 30 seconds. It goes out. But it happened so, <laughs> it happened so fast. I, it was over before I even knew it. It was like... It was like the first time, like, like having sex. You don't know if you, you can't, first of all, you can't believe it's happening. Second of all, you, you don't know if you're doing it right. You, you, you've hoped, you hope that you, you, you're in the right position. You hope that, that you're making all the right moves, but you've trained on it. You sure have trained on it, you know, your whole life up to this point, not your whole life, but for a very long time up to this point. You don't know, you're scared, you're nervous, you're, you're excited and exhilarated all at once. You don't know if you're doing it right. It feels good. It doesn't feel good. You don't know if, if, if things are happening and all of a sudden it's over. And you're like, that, that's it? It's over? It's done? <laughs> and then you start telling the guys, oh, hey, was it good for you? Was it, how, did, how did it feel for you? Where were you? <laughs> so it, I'm telling you, your first fire will happen so fucking quick because your mind is racing in every, every direction. You don't know if you're doing it right, but if you've trained on it, your training will kick in. If you, if you just get your routine down and you constantly get muscle memory of how to train, how to stretch hose line, 
how to go over shit, constantly going over it, constantly going over in your mind. If you did that right, if you care about the fucking job, if you care about your position, if you care about fighting fire, it will go right. It went right. I did it. I don't know how I did it. it I, had a, I had a position where it was relatively easier. All I had to do was feed hose line in, stand at the door, you know, keep a bow in the line and just keep feeding these guys hose line. And the deeper they got, then I'd move up on the further in. But the smoke, the heat, it was quick. It was like, holy shit. And then, and then it was over. And I was like, oh, that, that, that's it. We're packing hose like it's over. And these guys, like professionals, went, yeah, that was it, kid. What did you do? We talked about it real quick. And then we went right back to work. And then we went right back to the firehouse. And it was like, holy shit, it's done. I caught my first job. I, I can't believe it. I'm, I, I broke my cherry. And that's what happened when I got off my detail and I went back to the firehouse. All the guys were there. Oh, you broke your cherry. Tell me about it. Dude. It was like, they, they all hugged me and they're like, yeah, high fives. And I sat at the table and I told them every step that we did, every step that I did, every step that I remember going on, where the fire was, uh, how deep it was, how many rooms it was, who else was there. You just, I sized up the building, all that stuff. It was, but it was just so quick. <laughs> so things like that are going to happen. Before you know it, you just got to be prepared for it. If you, if you constantly train, if you constantly go over the stuff in your head, if you're constantly reading, you will be ready. It, it is better to always be ready than to have to get ready. If, you're, if you have to get ready, you're behind the eight ball. And especially, especially if you're a new guy, especially if you're a pro, you got a couple of years on the job, you should really never get out of this mindset. Always be ready. Be ready to fucking go. So many times in the firehouse, I, I checked the rig the same way. I put my bunker gear the same way. I read. I did something. Went over positions. But a big thing for me in the firehouse, especially as I got older and more time on and different positions that I had, I constantly go over in my head what I'm going to do. All right, I got the nozzle today. If there's a, if there's a fire in this kind of building, I'm going to take my folds and I'm going to step down. I'm going to do this. I'm going to read. Just constantly going over scenarios in my head. If I had the backup, I'm going to wait for my guy. If I had, if I was driving, driving, okay, I'm going to drive. I'm going to go left. I'm going to go right. I'm going to fucking pass the building. I'm going to get the hydro. I'm going to backstretch. Constantly, constantly, constantly. I was so mentally exhausted after having certain positions, after work, after a 24, I was mentally exhausted because I was constantly going over shit in my head because I always wanted to stay ready. I never wanted to have to get ready. I always wanted to stay ready. And that's how you should always be. You should always be that way with, with training, with working out, with just your job, with life in general. If you stay in a constant state of readiness, you, you'll always be ahead of the game. So that's what I'm saying. Got my cranky pants on today, but this is making me feel better, believe it or not. Hopefully you guys, hopefully you got, hopefully you guys like this one. I still can't even speak. I'm thirsty. Got dry mouth, but I'm keeping things unedited. I'm keeping things uncut. So, cause it's real. I think transparency and honesty is the way to go. I think everybody will appreciate that. But that's it. That's it for today. Quick first fire story. <laughs> it happened so quick. It was over before you know it, but that's it. I hope you guys enjoy the Super Bowl. Hope you guys have a good time. Don't overindulge too much because tomorrow's Monday and you got to go to work. You got to be present for your family. 
You got to do the right thing. All right? Remember, it must be true if you heard it at the kitchen table. I'll see you at the big one. The heartbeat of any firehouse across the city of New York is the kitchen table. It's where we break bread, break balls, and break everything in between. They say all the world's problems can be solved at a firehouse kitchen table. I don't know how true that is, but what I do know, it's what I miss the most. Thank <laughs> you.